Hello and welcome to the Moms Every Day podcast. I'm Liz Hayes. And I'm Pam Towser. Moms Every Day is produced by moms for moms, and our mission is to make mom's life easier. In addition to this podcast, we have a weekly parenting TV show. And to find out where you can watch us in your area, go to momseveryday.com. There you can also see full episodes. Our guest today is Alicia Wilson-Beach, a stay-at-home mom of four kids, including a brand new baby, and stepmom to four kids, so her hands are full. She's also married to actor Michael Beach and lives in Los Angeles, and she's been a panelist on our Moms Every Day show and also has a blog, My Life is a Beach, where she shares her mom truths. And if that's not enough, she recently started a new project called the Mom Forum, which is an online community that supports women in motherhood. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, guys. How are you? We are great. We were just talking about our summers. Summer's flying by. Same at your house. It's going by faster than I can get a hold of it. I'm still (laughs) scheduling last minute summer camps and lessons. (laughs) Uh, make the most of it because it flies by so fast Uh, so true blink of an eye yeah well i know we've talked about this before um and you are married to a famous actor michael beach and you became a bit famous when you posted that photo of yourself breastfeeding your daughter on the toilet and it caused a sensation people had lots of opinions on it so i'm wondering if you can relate to this other breastfeeding mama tasha male who's become quite notorious after one of her 2015 youtube videos it recently went viral when she said that she has breastfed during sex. Have you heard about this? And what are your thoughts on on that? I have heard about it. And I got caught breastfeeding on the toilet. Well, I've publicly announced it, basically. But (laughs) I don't know that I'm comfortable (laughs) breastfeeding during sex. (laughs) Kind of a private moment between my husband and I. And I'd like to keep it that way. I don't want to involve the kids. But I always say, whatever works for your home, that's what works in your home. She shared it, and I'm sure she's getting a lot of negative feedback from people. But you know what? It's not my business. She can do what she needs to do to keep all of her family members happy. What I love about you and your posts, Alicia, is that you always have a way of pulling around people to the the truth of the matter is it's, it's your, what works for you in your home. And just because it doesn't work for me, doesn't mean I should be able to judge you for what, what works for you. And that's what I love about your posts is it, it many times it makes me cognizant of my own thoughts. And I, I read, I double check what I'm thinking after I read what you say sometimes. I, my biggest thing these days is we get so much judgment already just reading articles on Facebook and Instagram and wherever we're finding stuff. And I think all moms feel judged more than we need to feel judged and we don't need to do it to each other. At the end of the day, we're all trying our best and we're all just trying to make it through the day, make sure our kids make it through the day. We make mistakes, we make bad choices, but that doesn't mean that my choice is going to work for you or your choice is going to work for me. Right. So I really, I really try to drive that home because we don't need it. We don't need the judging. We judge ourselves enough. We don't need it from other people. And it's kind of frustrating too, because then you have to defend yourself all the time. 
you know, like this woman, she had to go on, you know, there were requests for interviews and that kind of thing. And, and then she had to go on and I loved it because in every interview she was breastfeeding, you know, because <laughs> so you could, you know, I, and she's a breastfeeding advocate and so am I, and so are we. And I think it's the best thing you can do for your kid if you can. Um, but then, yeah, she had to, to go on the defense and just explain why she did this. And it's, I guess maybe if you put that out there, do you have to defend yourself? Are you putting yourself um, kind of in the firing zone in that way? I feel like if you put yourself out there, then you have to be prepared for whatever comes your way and not be defensive about it, so to say, because you did put it out there. And in this day and age in social media, you know you're going to get feedback on it. It may just be a little bit, or you never know when something could possibly go viral. So I think if you willingly put something out into the public eye and you have a public page, a public YouTube that you're sharing that on, you have to be prepared for blowback. All right. So now you have to talk about your reaction to Beyonce's big announcement of, her, of the names of her twins, which were Sir Carter and is it Rumi? I believe that's it. Rumi. And she's, of course, made the announcement, as you would expect from Beyonce, she made the announcement a very flashy, beautiful, um, glamorous photo of herself postpartum, <laughs> looking not very postpartum. And, and you reacted. And, I, and you, know, you got some great feedback from that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I love Beyonce. I'm a fan. And it was stunning. And I would expect no less from Beyonce because she is Beyonce. And I just wanted to tell people and remind people that this is imagery. This is artistry. She's putting out this image of motherhood, which I actually applaud her for. I appreciate the beauty that she's putting out there and to make motherhood revered. I really do appreciate that. However, I do not want anyone looking at that photo thinking that they should be looking like that and motherhood should look that graceful and that easy because Beyonce doesn't look like that in her day to day. And there are people helping her, placing those babies, putting on the makeup, throwing the fan on so her hair blows in the wind. And I, I cannot compare myself to that and nobody can compare themselves to that. And I think so many moms see those images and they start comparing their life to it. And it's just not reality. It's not Beyonce's reality. And it's never going to be your reality if you're not Beyonce. And it's so enhanced too. I mean, the photo, you know, it, who knows what kind of airbrushing or, or Photoshop was used, which I think is a huge, a whole other issue and problem for our ourselves, for our kids to see that and think this is what you're supposed to look like. I mean, it's really, it's, it's just the way the world is now, I guess, but it is, it's, it's tough because I don't know a lot of moms who felt like that or <laughs> looked like that after they had a kid. I mean, I it's know. crazy. I personally was covered and spit up wondering if I had showered. So I mean, and she, she's always been very fit and it's really quite possible for her to have shrunk back down to that size. And that wasn't necessarily my problem. It's just the whole image 
that is not what motherhood feels like. You don't feel calm and serene and beautiful. You feel sticky and gross and you smell sour and you're most likely exhausted, especially if you've had twins. Those babies are not sleeping through the night. I think too, you know, it goes back to judging yourself. You're so, um, I think as a new mom, especially, uh, judgmental of yourself and your, your self-esteem is low. And it just is such a big change in your life when you have a new baby. Um, there's so many questions going on in your head anyway. It's just a really, for me, it was a very difficult time personally to just navigate my own personal feelings because you don't have very much time. You know, there's hardly any extra time in the day to sit around and think, oh, you know, maybe I should be doing some uh, relaxing video. I mean, there's just no time. It always gets pushed to the end because we moms always put ourselves last, it seems like. And you just had this huge moment happen in your life and your yeah. life is completely flipped upside down and you no longer feel like the woman that you were prior to having this child. And it's really like a new, you have to refine yourself with this new person that you have to take care of. And it is, it's totally disruptive to your self-esteem is totally disruptive to your body you have this new body that a lot of women are not comfortable in. And that's really just the truth of the matter. It's an uncomfortable shift that you really have to kind of navigate your way through. And it takes more than a month. Well, and I think that's why your blog and, and others like yours, if people can find their way to that and get support through the social media, that, I mean, even if you're nursing, you have time to look at look read a blog post or feed in some of that positive feedback real positive feedback from you well thank you and that's why i want that's why i write because i know what i'm feeling and what i want to hear from other people and so i want to put that stuff out there so that they're not just getting the other side of it and there are other writers that do that but i like to put my opinions out there too <laughs> nothing wrong with that now what if beyonce though would have posted like a real pic you know with like her stretch marks if she has any or um you know a, i don't know if she had a c-section scar or you know what kind of she would have gotten so much backlash from that too don't you think oh, so we're gonna get judged no matter what yeah i don't blame her for that photo she is right in line with what she's been doing with her her pregnancy photo her pregnancy announcement and no if she could have not posted some of the pictures that i post and people would have gone nuts she has a certain image to maintain but you know there are those photos where you just get the upper body and the babies are around you you know to show look i've had my babies and i'm happy and you don't really see what else is going on but I think that is a little more realistic. Um, I just hope that people know that that was her image. It's not the at-home Beyonce. That's for, not reality. Yeah, yeah. For you, who you write a lot. Um, I know you've contributed to different websites, and and you get comments. How do you, how do you balance the comments that come? Because on one hand, with social media you know, it's, it feels so good to be able to put things out there and people see it immediately. Um, but that can change on a dime when you do get some negative feedback. So how do you, how do you balance that and manage that and prepare yourselves for what people will think? 
I actually don't get a ton of negative feedback. I don't know if people are just kind of sticking to the, if you don't have anything nice to say, just move on. Um, I do get some, and usually people are pretty cordial and respectful. Um, usually for the ones that are not and are just being nasty, I just ignore them. I'll leave it up, you know, because I feel like people are free to share their opinions and I put something out there and I'm not going to edit or um, take down what someone says. If they feel okay saying that, I will leave it up there. Um, and if it's super negative, I just keep on moving. I have a rule where I don't ever comment anything negative on anything because, well, first of all, I think it's just like a nice thing to do to make a positive comment and to, you know, try to lift up a writer or anyone who shares something. It's just, it feels good for you. It feels good for them. And like, if there's a negative comment, like, let's say I'll write something or I disagree with somebody like, and they respond, like that'll haunt me like all day. Like, I can't, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to let it go. Yeah, Sometimes it does. It gets under your skin just a little bit. It gets under your skin more, way more than a, a, maybe this is typical women. We take a compliment and it bounces right off. A compliment doesn't sink in hardly at all. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if someone says something negative, you take it to heart so quickly. And then you sit around for days. I'll lay awake at night thinking through responses that I never send. I never respond to them, but I'll lay in bed and think, oh, I know what I would say. I would say this to your nasty comment, but then I never send it. I have totally done that in the mirror at night when I'm washing my face and putting my creams on. I go, and, and I should have said this. And next time I'm going to do this. It's oh, always no. in the shower too. For me, I have the best comebacks in the shower. Exactly. <laughs> I think the best way to deal with the negativity is just move on or spin it and say something positive to them. Like, thanks for watching my video. I appreciate your feedback. I love what you said, Liz. I love making it a personal challenge to just never say negative. Find a way to say something positive or else move on. And as you say, Alicia, just move on. Don't drag down into that to that negativity responding because no you never win it goes back and forth and back and forth and eventually you just have to walk away and some people are just trolls and they're just looking to poke the bear and and get you into an argument and that never ends well for for either person that just floors me like how much i mean you know i'm guilty of reading the comments on like every article because I'm more interested in that sometimes, which is not good, but it's like, oh my gosh, people are so nasty, so mean, like, and I guess they do feel protected, but still, like, if it's Facebook, it says who you are, yeah. unless you're just using fake accounts all the time. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's totally crazy, but. So Alicia, anyway. talk a little bit about your new project, your mom forum. Tell yeah. us about it. I'm really super excited. We did our soft launch this month themom-forum.com um, and it's basically starting out as a website uh, that gives blogs that support women in their journey through motherhood so I'm really looking for honest stories from moms um, it could be struggles it could be triumphs um, but really stuff that other moms can relate to that they may not necessarily admit out in the social media world um, so we have moms that are dealing with um, 
severe allergies in their children to the point where they literally can only eat 12 foods. Um, we have a mom that is uh, decided to move into a 400 square foot house here in LA, seeing if she can change um, her lifestyle and do that. Um, we have a mom that's dealing with her child who has autism and how she navigates the world. Um, so it's really personal stories that I really hope that other moms can relate to. And then in the long run, I really wanna grow it out to events and conferences and um, special things for moms. Not for the kids, not for the husbands, but just centered towards the moms to help us share and care for ourselves. I love it. It, we we the world needs more of that for sure. That's well, for sure. Putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us quick about. I really liked the article you just wrote about super mom syndrome. What is that, and why do so many of us suffer from it? I wish I knew. <laughs> super mom syndrome is for some reason, and I don't. Maybe it's a woman thing, but when we become a mom, all of a sudden we think that we can take care of everything for everybody, do it all perfectly, and still manage to take care of ourselves. And it, it just does not happen. It doesn't happen. And I don't know where it comes from, because I know I'm very guilty of it. And then when everything falls apart, I get completely frustrated. I feel completely defeated. But it's a total setup. Like, who can accomplish all of that stuff? Oh, you're going to get your kids all together. You're going to make sure that they have activities throughout the day. And you're going to make that home cooked meal and you're going to keep the house straightened and you're going to manage to get your hair combed and shower and work out and look fabulous. Something's got to give. Can't yeah. get off that bed. No, it's impossible. That's why, and we talked about this on the show. It's like, I've always been like, no, it's good enough. The good enough mom. It's never, yeah. there's no need to strive for perfection because it doesn't exist. You'll be happier if you're just like, you know what? This is good enough. And I'm I, guilty. I'm the one that's wanted to be everything to be perfect and lays awake at night, stressing out, beating myself up for, oh my gosh, they're going to need therapy because they didn't ever get to summer camp. It's my fault. Oh, but, you know, it's so ridiculous. And yet there I am laying awake thinking, oh no, we missed the summer camp sign up. I know, or rethinking the day and, oh gosh, if I had just done this differently, then she wouldn't have had the tantrum and the day would have gone so much better. You just cannot do that. Like, Second guessing is dangerous. That's for sure. I mean, it's once it's passed, we should just let it go. But that's hard to do too, especially when you're sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> but I also say you have to learn how to not punish yourself say no and ask for help because that's you you can't do it all and I know personally I struggle with that and trying to do it all and taking more on than I should and this year I have been forced with the new baby to just say no no please don't ask me I can't do it I cannot do it and kids you got to make your lunch you got to make your bed you can do your own laundry now you got to help out well, we appreciate you saying yes to being on this podcast. So thank you, because we know how busy you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a mom break for me. Yay. <laughs> Good. How's the baby? 
Oh, he's great. He's the easiest thing in the world. I got super lucky this time. <laughs> he's been sleeping through the night since he was like two weeks old. I had Attaboy. nothing to do with that. I what? Got lucky. <laughs> it is a miracle. Yeah. Well, he's adorable, Alicia, and um, so are you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you.